1: Well, Abby, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, so for those of you listening, we have Abby Gibson, not Marbert, on (laughs) the radio show today for the first time. And Abby, why don't you tell everybody about yourself?
0: Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm from the Charlotte area, studied at Clemson University. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Um, And I'm really excited to be joining the company as a financial advisor. My previous experience was as a registered loan officer Okay. in the Charlotte area, um, did more of the um, executive management there, and now I'm very excited to be helping people on their financial journey.
1: Excellent. Yeah. So Abby joined us a few weeks back as one of the advisors on our team. So we're, we're happy to have you. Uh, just tell uh, us a little bit about you. So you're obviously Steve's daughter.
0: Yes, right. I am, yeah. So
1: you're the youngest of three, right?
0: I am the youngest of three, um, and I've always loved finances. So, you know, I was working for, as soon as I got my license, I was, you know, making some money, and it's fun to kind of help manage that and plan that and help people kind of save up for retirement. And yeah. So.
1: Well, it's going to be fun. So we're excited to have you on the team, excited to have you on the show. Uh, so we, we just hit 500 episodes. I don't know That's if you right. heard that. yes. Uh, so, now we, we have another uh, radio host, and so, yeah, we're going to have a good time. Um, other news, it's turning into fall outside, isn't it? So, it's getting cooler, hopefully. Yes,
0: yes, and I just had my very first pumpkin spice latte of the season.
1: <laughs> yes, that's what everybody <laughs> jumps into that as fast as they can. That's
0: right, and all of the decor, you know, I'm excited yeah. to get some pumpkins outside on my yeah. doorstep. So it's
1: that time of year. Football's underway, so it's it's a good time. And I'm ready for it to cool off. It's just been a hot summer. It even has. even yesterday was hot. Going into the fall, but I goodness, um, ready for that better weather. Um, but yeah, so we have some interesting topics today. So we're doing a mortgage theme episode. So everything we're kind of covering today is really about mortgages, which is the industry you were from. That's right. Um, so we're going to talk about a few articles. And the first uh, we're going to talk about is uh, really tips for first time home buyers. So we'll talk about mortgages with that, but also those shopping for homes, just some tips to make sure you that home you're buying is a blessing rather than a curse is the mm-hmm. big thing there. So we'll have some tips there.
0: Yeah, and uh, the other topic we're going to be discussing is should you buy now or wait until next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, as you might have noticed, the market is crazy in real estate. It has yep. been for a few years. So a lot of people are wondering should I wait on the sidelines or should I start looking to buy now?
1: Yeah, that's definitely a question you are hearing a lot more now, uh, especially with the interest rates going up. Right. Is it a good time to buy? We're going to dive into that. It's going to be really interesting. Um, but by the way, I'm Ryan Borders. I'm a certified financial planner and Dave Ramsey, Smart Vester Pro. I'm one of the advisors here at Richard Young Associates.
0: And I'm Abby Gibson. I am a financial plan- planner here with Richard Young Associates, and I have quite a few years of experience in the mortgage industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you on. So we're excited to have you listening to us today on our weekly show. We're exclusively, uh, we're up every Friday afternoon. That's basically wherever you can get podcasts now, you know, Spotify, mm-hmm. I guess iTunes, uh, moneymd.net's our website. You can see the show there. Uh, but, you know, also check out that website, moneymd.net, where you can, you know, just link with us. You can ask questions. We do a mm-hmm. question of the week every week. Feel free to check that out. Uh, but let's go ahead and get started with the financial fact of the week.
0: Yeah. So wanted to share this fact that a lot of people might not know about, especially if you are just purchasing your first home. So before we kick off into high gear, here's your financial fact of the week to rev up your finances. In Georgia, when you purchase your primary residence, you can apply for the homestead exemption and slash up to $2,000 off of your property taxes. In South Carolina, prove your new home is your primary residence and you'll enjoy a lower 4% taxable rate rather than this 6%. So remember, tax rules vary by state, so do your homework to maximize those savings and avoid overpaying those pesky property taxes.
1: Yeah, so I didn't I didn't know about this. So I just bought a home this year. I've never heard of this.
0: I didn't know my first time when I bought a home, um, and unfortunately, it really messed up our escrows because they were counting on it being a primary residence. So it's uh, really important to check that out in advance.
1: Now that you mention that, I swear... I think that happened to one of my friends. He mentioned something with his mortgage and basically he owed a little bit extra for a while and maybe Mm -hmm. that's what this was.
0: Yeah, and it actually just happened to someone here in our office and so I was helping them navigate that issue as well.
1: Okay, well, I'm going to get that checked out first thing when I get off the show. So that'll be good. Good good financial fact of the week. Um, Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and dive into really the first article that we have today and that's tips uh, for buying that first home for you. Um, Yeah, Abby, so... You know, buying your first home can be quite a big decision. Yep. As you know, both of us just bought homes. Mm -hmm. Um, Quite a big decision. You know, for the majority of people, it's the largest purchase they will make in their lifetime. So buying a home can also be a very emotional decision. And with that, we can make some bad decisions because it's emotional. and, Mm -hmm. And we might do some things that we later down the road, you know, might regret if we're not careful. Yep. So... Today we're going to talk about some tips for first-time home buyers to make sure your home you buy, like I said earlier, is a blessing rather than a curse. So let's go ahead and dive into this. Uh, the first is um, whenever we're buying a home, the first tip is pay off all your debt and build an emergency fund. Um, so when you ask for your when you when you're asked for your first-time home buyer tips, you know, you probably didn't expect this from us, but it is hands down. Probably one of the most important things you could do, if possible, um, is paying down that debt and making Mm -hmm. sure you don't have that debt. Why? Well, it frees up cash flow to pay for things in your home. Um, So we know owning a home is much more expensive than renting, even though you hear people say otherwise. But coming from experience this year for me, it's more expensive. (laughs) You just got to pay for a lot more things. Um, So you know, it's it's important to kind of minimize your debt. Pay it off if possible. And having that emergency fund is also helpful if something happens, like a hot water heater goes out, you know, the first year you buy the house, you can pay for that with cash so mm-hmm. we're not hurting our cash flow overall. So yeah, you want to be debt-free.
0: That's great. Yeah, that's really important. Um it's really ideal to get debt-free and save an emergency fund for 3 to 6 months of your expenses. And then your money won't be tied up in monthly payments and you'll have cash to cover those unexpected costs. It's also best to avoid debt once you are in the home as well. Um, and so another really good tip is use the 25% rule to see how much house you can afford. So before your house hunting, determine how much house you can afford. You know, your monthly clo- housing costs, including principal, interest, property taxes, home insurance, PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, and homeowners association fees, those HOA fees, that should all comprise 25% or less of your monthly take-home pay. For example, if you bring home $6,600 a month, your maximum house payment should be around $1,650. So, imagine you getting a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage at 4% and go ahead and do that calculation.
1: Yeah. So, big deal there. Um, You just don't want to have a payment that's overbearing you with that Mm -hmm. monthly income. Uh, The third tip really is saving for that down payment. If you cannot pay cash for your home like the majority of people, then a good rule of thumb is to at least aim for 20% down, right? Mm -hmm. You want to pay for that 20% down. Big thing with that is you're avoiding PMI insurance, private mortgage insurance. Why don't you explain what that is a little bit?
0: Yeah. So PMI is insurance that's going to protect your lender, not you, if you fail to make those payments. Um, So it's, you know, it's really ideal to avoid this nonsense. But if you do have PMI right now, um, make sure you're keeping track of that because you can actually cut out that PMI earlier, um, then your mortgage lender might um, automatically do for you. So do keep track of that PMI.
1: Absolutely. Really important there. Um, but yeah, if you can, 20% is ideal. We know that not everybody can do that. Um, so you just want to just, the main thing is making sure you just can afford that month to month. Uh, so the fourth tip here is safe for closing costs. This is something a lot of people don't think about, but it's very important. So closing costs are typically around two to 7% of the home purchase price. So Let's look at a you know, $300,000 home. 3% of that's $9,000 of closing costs mm-hmm. that you're going to have to cover. So just make sure you're aware of that. Make sure you have the savings to pay for that because um, sometimes people don't expect it to be so high. Right. And it kind of surprises yeah. them. Um, so there's some a few early on tips. Now mm-hmm. talking about choosing a mortgage, which is your expertise. So I'm interested to see <laughs> what you can add to this. Yeah. But uh, so tip number five is Know the best mortgage for first time home buyers. Um, ideally, when you say 15 year fixed rate, is kind of your best option?
0: Definitely. And you know, a lot of people can't make that, um, you know, depending on your housing market, how expensive it is, that might not be um, an option for people. But if you can, you're going to shave off a ton of interest. um, If you can do a 15 year as opposed to a 30 year, Um, that rate's just going to be lower. Yeah. um, And you're going to be paying in a lot less time. So
1: yeah, I mean, the benefits here are going to be a quicker payoff time, you know, with a 15 year loan, your monthly payments, yes, they're going to be higher than a 30-year loan, but you'll probably pay. I mean, but you'll pay the loan off um, in half the time, which is a huge plus, mm-hmm. and you're going to have a lower interest rate. Mm-hmm and you're gonna save lots of money, uh, like you just said. Uh, you wanna have a locked in interest rate, a fixed rate loan keeps your interest rates the same over the life of the loan, so you pay less interest and always know what to expect is the main thing there. Mm-hmm. We always tell people to avoid you know, arms, um, those types of loans that can change over time just because that can really hurt your budget over time. Uh, so let's look at just some comparison here. You know, Compared to a 30 year mortgage, why would we recommend a 15 year if possible? Um, well, let's just look at an example. So a 30-year mortgage may have a lower monthly payment, but the costs are going to be a lot more in the, in the long run. So we're talking you know tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So let's talk uh, in this hypothetical situation. We have a $300,000 house with a 20% down payment. Um, so you need a mortgage for 240000 Even if the 30-year loan and 15-year loan offered are the same interest rate, which is unlikely, right? I mean, do you ever Definitely. see that?
0: Um, not really, no. Okay, yeah.
1: So even if they're the same, let's let us just look at a hypothetical example. I'm going to look at a chart here. So we have a 15-year and a 30 at 4.5%, which would be great today. We're not, we're <laughs> not getting those today. We're not um, guaranteeing
0: those rates, people. No.
1: Uh, so number of payments for the 15 years, 180 compared to 360 with the 30-year. Your monthly payment for the 15 years, 2,100, just a little over 2,100. And... The 30-year is in the 1500 range. Okay, so that's a decent chunk of change mm-hmm. there. That's where a lot of people get enticed to the 30-year. Mm-hmm. But let's look at the total interest paid. Okay, so on the 15-year in this hypothetical scenario, it's 90, 30 year is 90447 The 30-year is $197,778,000. Jeez, it's crazy. Yeah, so your total amounts paid for this home, this $300,000 home, the 15-year would be 330000 um, and we're looking at the 30 year at 437,000.
0: Over a hundred thousand dollars, just in interest.
1: Exactly. So that's something you want to look into whenever you are home shopping, because there's a lot of savings there. If you can afford it, it's ideal to have a 15 year fixed rate. Um, but yeah, everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, But next is pick a lender that you're comfortable with, which I'm going to let you take that.
0: Yes. So, you know, there are some lenders that only are caring about those profits. I mean, they're not fiduciaries. Um, So others actually care about helping you become a homeowner. So you need to be talking to at least three lenders and compare their interest rates, those fees, as well as their customer service to find the best one for your finances and peace of mind. Um, you know, I've looked over a lot of different, you know quoting for rates. and you know, you're gonna be surprised. They can hide what they're making. Um, in the rate. They can hide it in the fees. You know, there's a lot of ways they can mix and match. Um, and, you know, they need to get paid. Um, everybody is, you know, for their jobs, right? Um, but you're just going to want to make sure that they're not price gouging you or taking advantage of you and that they're going to give you that customer service as well as the speed that you need to make sure you're going to close on time because some people can be really slow and overcommit on what they can close. Um, so, Um, Another tip is to get pre-approved for a loan before you go house hunting. This is really important. So it pays to get pre-approved for a loan, not just pre-qualified. Those are different. So pre-approval is when your lender verifies your financial information and gives you that letter saying how much money you can borrow. So the last thing you want to do is pick that real estate agent. Go shopping for homes that are $200,000 over what you should really be looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, So that pre-approval is going to show sellers that you're serious and that you can use your letter to get ahead in a competitive market. It's really necessary. Um, just about in every situation now to have that pre-approval letter so just know that some le- lenders may pre-approve you for a bigger loan than you can afford um, but you <laughs> don't have to borrow that much or look at houses that are too expensive so um, always consult with your financial advisor just get a, a better idea of you know what makes sense for your monthly payments.
1: Yeah I was just the process is a lot more lengthy than you would think that's one thing I learned this year and it is amazing what they pre approve you for because what I got right. pre-approved for I would say I couldn't afford. For sure. So it just, it is amazing. So once you're done with all that, you really move towards shopping for your home. Uh, you want to work with a good real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Make sure you make a good decision. And from there, we kind of want to talk about some just buying tips. The main thing I tell people is take it slow. A lot of people rush into this and make bad decisions because they're impatient. Yep. This is a big decision. You want to make sure it's a home that really fits you and your family's needs. hmm So I would say one of the tips I like to give is make a list of things you want, things you absolutely want and Mm non-negotiables. You could also work through a list of maybe negotiables like, hey, I'd like this, Um,
0: I definitely think it's important to differentiate what are my needs and what are my wants, right? Um, And there's going to be things that you can fix yourself. Okay. I've seen people, you know, turn down houses for really ridiculous reasons that they could easily pay someone to fix like uh, paint colors on the walls, you know,
1: you have not people do that
0: (laughs) yeah believe it or not it's crazy you know it's like oh you know this is the perfect house except for some aesthetic reason that we could really easily fix just paint it (laughs) (laughs) so uh definitely create those you know varying factors and also look at your commute time i think you really need to set you know this is this is my non-negotiable i don't want to drive more than 30 minutes every day to get to work um you know and only look at homes that make sense for that commute time because that's going to get old very fast
1: I would agree with that. You just, yeah, I mean, that matters. I mean, the amount of time you can get home, get to work, right. really makes a big difference in mm-hmm. your day. Um, Obviously, look at things like schools, what's important right. for you there. I would even say, like, Sarah and I was walkability, how well we could get on a sidewalk and mm-hmm. just walk. We like to walk outside together. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, being on a super busy road would have not been a good fit for us. Right. Um, and, and riding our bikes and stuff like that. So, you just want to think through those things before you go by, that house and then realize oh crud i don't like this and you know you just want to be careful so yeah
0: and you and you can tell your real estate agent hey you know i want you to consider these factors and figure out some homes that fit this criteria and and they'll pull that list for you and give you updated lists um as you need them so
1: yeah and i mean and if it's just paint color you don't like just paint it i I painted my whole house this year (laughs) i'm not saying i liked it but you can do it something you can do (laughs) (laughs) that was a fun article so that was really good um so yeah the next thing we're gonna work through is the question of the week so
0: yes. Um, so the question of the week is should I make extra mortgage payments?
1: Yeah, so we get that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it really varies. There's a lot of factors to look at. Um, obviously you want to make sure you are setting up your other goals first mm-hmm. things like is your retirement plan in good shape order? you know are you saving enough each month? do you have an emergency fund? Are you able to just enjoy your life with your family is one I like to remind people. Hey, you have enough money just to spend your month a month to do things like go on vacations. Mm-hmm. But once you have extra money, yeah, it's okay to pay off your home early. Uh, there's other factors to look at. Hey, how big's the interest rate? Some people have right. two, two and a half percent mortgages right now. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, I
0: mean, so, as long as you're not retired and, you, you yeah. know, sometimes, you know, a two and a half percent's not really going to break the bank um long term
1: Uh, yeah if you have like seven percent yeah maybe it makes more sense you know the math says hey let's let's pay extra uh we we do say here you want to have your house paid off by the time you retire is a really good goal Mm -hmm. so that's typically what we recommend um but there's other things like right if you if you have a two and a half percent mortgage rate you know obviously you can put in a money market now Mm -hmm. and what we're paying five percent on those yeah over
0: five percent
1: so if we're just doing the math on that, you know, it's, it's a big um, advantage being in the money market. Yep. But so, yeah, it just depends on each situation. The main thing is, do you have everything in line? Is your, your retirement plan? Are you saving in that? Are you enjoying your life? Um, but you do want to make sure you pay it off before retirement at a minimum. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's always good to pay extra on that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good question of the week. Um, so next we're going to move into topic number two. And really, should you buy a house now or should people wait till 2024?
0: Yes. So, um, you know, I pulled some information from a great article written by David McMillan with Bankrate. Um, So it's a really hot topic right now. You know, interest rates have gone up, home prices have gone up. So it's a matter of, am I going to sit this out and sit on the sidelines or should I jump right in? Um, So let's get right into it. So like I said, the big question is, should I buy now or wait until 2024? That's the question prospective homeowners have been struggling to answer in today's housing market. Home prices skyrocketed through the pandemic, and the Federal Reserve's work to tame inflation has sent mortgage rates soaring as well. So the combination is leading many would-be buyers to pick the weight side of the equation. In fact, according to the Fannie Mae Home Purchase Sentiment Index released in early September, more than 80% of consumers believe it's a bad time to buy a house. However, after being at a constant disadvantage for the past few years, things have started to look better for buyers in many parts of the country. Days on market figures are way up, giving buyers more time to make that decision, popular west coast cities that have seen skyrocketing prices like seattle and san francisco saw double digit year over year declines and a report from real estate company knock predicts that more than 30 u.s metro areas will actually favor buyers by the end of the year including plenty of desirable places like atlanta charlotte where i was from dallas and phoenix
1: Yeah, so is it time to buy a home, or is it better to wait on the sidelines um, in the hopes of either prices or rates see a significant drop soon? Golly, I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And so here are some key considerations to help just determine your way forward. So the first is, is now a good time to buy a house? So let's look. Uh, Mortgage rates are high, higher than they've been in more than, what, 22 years? Yeah. Uh, and that's as of early September, which is the month, month we're in now. In fact, um, and home prices are rising again too. And so, according to the latest Case-Shiller uh, U.S. national home price uh, NSA index, they've now increased for five straight months. Together, these factors might, you know, dissuade you from buying a home right now, and that's understandable. I mean, right? Obviously, rates mm-hmm. are going up, and housing prices are going up. That would tell me, well, maybe we should wait. Mm-hmm. Um, No matter which way the real estate market is leaning, though, buying now means you can start building equity immediately, which is true. Yeah, we can start building, you know, uh, equity. It also means avoiding the potential for additional mortgage rate increases later, right? We don't know when this is going to stop. We can't predict that. Rising rates can spell uh, serious trouble for your monthly budget, and they also result in paying more in interest over the life of the loan. Mm-hmm. So if you find the right home, however, you know, you should, you shouldn't wait, you know, if you find the one that fits you and your family's needs. Uh, just like the stock market, you cannot time the real estate market and your home should be a long-term, um, you know, some would say investment, you know, it can be an investment. Um, I don't necessarily view it as an investment, but it is something that does appreciate in value over time. Um, so when the rates do begin to drop, uh, demand will increase and home values will rise potentially rise even more um so you can always refinance your home later that's one strategy um as they say marry the house and the date (laughs) what is that and the date the rate
0: (laughs) date the rate
1: yeah i've never heard that before okay um yeah so marry the house and date the rate that's a good one i'll remember that so that's right i mean i would agree you can always refinance later if, if interest rates do go down so if you do find that right fit for you then yeah maybe you should go in um and get that house if that's something you and your family are desiring. So in general, you know, if you can answer yes to these three questions, then yeah, you probably can buy. So the first is, do you have excellent credit? And this is uh, anytime you're borrowing money, start by checking your credit score. It's an important thing to do. Um, the best deals on mortgages will be available to those with high scores. You know, so if you have seven a 740 score and above. Um, but in fact, the median credit score for mortgage borrowers in the second quarter of 2023 was 769. Um, just to give you an idea, and according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, uh, that's where we get this data from. If you have a, if you have a demonstrated that you are a low risk borrower with a history of on time payments, you know you'll be able to get a good mortgage with a good interest rate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main thing is just pay attention to. Um, to your uh, credit score. you would be surprised how many people don't do Oh, yeah. That.
0: <laughs> they have no idea. So it's really important to be looking at that far in advance of actually looking to pull the trigger on a home. Because the last thing you want to have is a surprise that, hey, you know, my credit score is far lower than what I could get a good, li- a good rate for. I see people who don't qualify for conventional simply because of their credit score. And, you know, that's a shame. So
1: and you didn't see just like people that miss have one payment missed like a a, a medical bill that they didn't realize they had i've seen that uh recently and it hurts their score and they had no idea it was like two hundred dollars
0: and you know some mortgage there are some you know rules with that so definitely check with the mortgage lender on that but you know they are able to disregard certain um you know types of debts depending on what they are and Hmm, you know depending on the laws, you know. Um, So don't want to, you know, determine what is and is not counting towards that um, qualification. But um, overall, credit score is huge. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, that's their way of determining, are you going to be someone we want to lend our money to? Um, But another question that, you know, you should be able to answer yes to if it's the time to buy is, have you saved enough for a down payment? In addition to paying your bills on time, you should be sitting on a sizable chunk of change for that down payment. So the more you can pay up front, the less you'll have to borrow and the less interest you'll have to pay. So make sure you have plenty left over too, because lenders feel more comfortable loaning you money if you have additional cash reserves that can provide a cushion if something unexpected happens. So they're going to see your statements. They're going to see how much cash you have in the bank, and all of that's going to determine whether you're going to be a good person to loan money to. Um, And the last question that you should be able to answer yes to if it's the time to buy is, are you planning to stay in the home for a while? So beyond the purchase price, buying a home comes with closing costs that can run thousands more as we previously talked about, you know, that two to 7% of that home price. So um, to justify those one-time transaction costs, it's wise to be reasonably certain that you won't move again anytime soon or that you'll be financially stable enough to hold on to the property and rent it out selling a home really soon after buying can have serious tax implications. Um, So you really want to stay in there for at least three years. Um, There are, you know, basically, you know, deductions and all of that. Whenever you sell too soon, that can have some issues for taxes. Um, But also, um, like I said, you're going to want to look at that, that closing cost amount and make sure it makes sense.
1: Yeah. You're, what you're kind of referencing to is, uh, you know, if you want to avoid capital gains, so if it yep. continues to rise, you know, there is an exclusion if you live um, two or five years in the home. Um, you get to exclude up to 500000 yep. in capital gains for married filing jointly couples. Um, Things like that. Um, but yeah, also just like you said, closing costs are very expensive. So I typically tell clients, you want to really look at like five years or more mm-hmm. is typically what I what I look for mm-hmm. just to make sure it makes sense for you because lots of things can happen in the real estate market too. And so if you need to, to sell it in three years, you just don't know where the market's going to be yep. and you don't want to get stuck with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so brings us to our big question. Should you buy a house or wait until 2024? Well, ultimately, the decision of when to buy a home is up to you. Life goes on whether the timing's perfect or not. So if you're anxious to become a homeowner, you've met the criteria I mentioned, and you're financially stable, go ahead and start that house hunt. It's a, impossible to predict where rates are going to land by the end of the year, but here are three instances in which it might make more sense to wait out the market. Um, so if you look in your area and notice that home values are dropping um you know that's going to be a sign that maybe you should be waiting so if you looked at the market this time last year and opted to wait you probably made a wise move in many areas spring and summer of 2022 were the pricing peak since then some hot metro areas have seen significant drops in medium sale prices the national association of realtors quarterly report for q2 2023 showed that prices in austin have dropped by 19.1 percent for example while those in San Francisco have dropped by 11.3%. So these declines might not be finished yet. So it could be wise to wait a bit longer if you're in any of these types of areas. So the other um, point that might make sense to wait out the market is if inventory in your area is increasing. So when there are more properties on the market to choose from, buyers enjoy more bargaining power, right? So it's either the seller or the buyer that's gonna be at an advantage, Um, Since many buyers have been sitting on the sidelines due to the interest rate environment, some areas have seen a jump in inventory. However, according to the NAR data, the uh, the country overall had 3.3 months worth of housing supply in July, down 14.6% from July 2022 which is definitely too low to meet the demand right now. They say four to six months um, of supply is going to cause some more equilibrium in the market. So right now, buyers are at a slight disadvantage.
1: Okay, yeah. And then the third is if your personal finances could use some love. So the biggest reason to wait is if your current financial situation is just not ideal. Um, So you know, if you're expecting a sizable commission check or an inheritance or other windfall that could make a big difference in your down payment, it probably makes sense to wait, right? You want to have that cash on hand. Um, if your credit score is low, waiting is also smart. We just talked about that. You want to get that back up to get mm-hmm. an ideal rate. Yep. Um, so you want to look at that. So what what are the next steps for you? That's our last uh, point here. Trying to buy a house right now might feel overwhelming, but waiting too long can present its challenges as well. So you want to review your finances um, in detail. Think how much you're able to pay up front. We just talked about that earlier. Um, understanding what you can afford. Uh, consult with your financial advisor. You we know, make sure that just everything makes sense before you start looking for a home and then really go from there. Um, we talked about just making sure you are patient with it and that it makes sense for you where you mm-hmm. want to buy, what kind of house you want to get. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to what I said earlier, you know, really. I view houses as more of a utility rather than investment. And the reason for that is I view an investment as something you sell with the intent of making money off of. So like your investments in your retirement, you're going to sell your funds in order to pay yourself. Where a house is more, hey, you're using it for your family, you're using it for relationships. Yes, you can make money over time. Um, but, you know, once it's time for that and you see yourself being somewhere, you know, five or more years, yeah, I mm-hmm. think buying a house is a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to make sure everything's in order in order to do so. Yeah. So yeah, great, great topic there. Um, So now let's move on to the final thing is the prescription of the week. Um, So this is um, when you are planning for retirement, don't assume you will buy a property in a new location. So consider renting first as a careful alternative. Uh, So you wanna consider how long you might be there. You wanna look at things like insurance, taxes, HOA fees, Upgrades and repairs and how confident you are that this will be a permanent place. Renting may give you the flexibility you need, uh, you know, just to be cheaper in the long run. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people think they need to buy right away. Sarah and I are always big on this. Renting, making sure we figure out where we want to be. Because, yeah, once you buy something, it's a bigger commitment. We just talked about it. You can be stuck with it for a while. So you just want to be careful about that. Uh, So that's a great prescription of the week. Well, Abby, it was good having you on today.
0: Oh, I appreciate it. This yeah, was fun. It was
1: fun. We're excited to have you on more in the future, and uh, yeah, I thought the just doing the mortgage and housing market was a was a good first episode for you, since that's where you came from.
0: Absolutely, I've enjoyed talking about it.
1: Yeah, well, this has been this week's edition of MoneyMD. Tune in next week on MoneyMD.net to hear more prescriptions for your financial health. Check out our website, MoneyMD.net. And send us your questions or give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of the week.
0: Material in this program is intended for general information only and should not be taken as specific investment tax or legal advice. None of the information contained in this broadcast is intended by the host to be a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. All hosts are representatives of Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor.